3: is Armstrong and it. The birthplace of talk radio. I see all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction
2: that was. Holy God. My gosh.
4: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident
3: here, okay? Yeah.
2: It's such a bizarre world.
3: I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Uh, romance, you said it's another? Yes. Compromise? Correct. <laughs> this is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty
5: ah, Sitting out in my car listening to Tucker Carlson live from Studio C.
4: Getting here, senor!
5: You know what this is? You know what we call this here? This is a dimly lit room deeper in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Congress,
4: and its complete inability to do anything about a COVID relief package. Unbelievable.
5: Pump that music up, Michael. It's an information party. We're having a party here, giving people information. So the package is going to pass, you think? I don't know. Doesn't sound like it. No, not looking good. Depends it's, who
4: you ask. Uh, you
5: the know. big defense thing passed, though, and Trump's threatening to veto it. We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, that's a complicated
4: one. Supreme Court uh, stuck his thumb in his eye.
5: <laughs> ah, whatever, that's a dumb topic. Um, You know, the, the, another thing... Uh, we'll have to talk about that. And then we got another court thing. A judge said, you can't not let restaurants serve people outside. Right. Judge said that for uh, L.A. County. The state says, uh, you don't get to decide. It's a state decision. We're supreme. So you got that also? Mm-hmm. Um, all very exciting stuff.
4: I don't think he could just dismiss the voting thing as a dumb topic. I think it's, that's uh, A, it's wrong. B, it's bad for the audience. I disagree completely. It's still a huge story. I mean, we can have our take on it, but, I mean, there are court cases all over America that are highly questionable new voting systems in play. It's huge. It's going to be an enormous story for the next election. What gets decided? Oh, sure. That's fine. I have no problem with that. There is zero chance, zero, Donald Trump's
5: going to be president of the United States. Oh, that's completely true. Zero. Well, right. that's that's what the, the the bunch of people text people are arguing or whatever. And that no, ain't going to happen. Don't worry about I, I that. will not engage that conversation. They're fools. Um. Uh, duh. So I th- so a county judge says you, you have no evidence that people are in danger eating outside. You can't close down the restaurants. You don't get to do that. Right. A judge says that. Uh, and the state says, uh, look, we're in charge here. You mind your manners, county judge. <laughs> Is that the way
4: it works? Well, uh, there's a bigger judge on top of that judge, and he gets to tell those other people what to do. So, I mean, you almost went to law school. You know how this yes, whole thing works. very close. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. When things actually get enforced, when uh, relief is granted, varies depending on the case and what the judge rules. I'll have to dig deep into the ruling. Um, well,
5: from what I understand, listening to other lawyers talking about it, uh, the the state gets to say, no, 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 we're 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 supreme in this decision over the county. So we you have emergency powers. Yeah, we have emergency powers, and we get to decide this. the The idea I, I heard the argument, and it was uh, it was just. Bi- People doing things is risky, so we don't want people doing things. Ah, uh, wait would, a minute. I would say that in the <laughs> land of the free, and we got this Constitution thing and everything, unless you can prove that I'm doing something wrong,
4: you don't get to tell me not to. That's got to be in the next higher court today, today by noon. You know, uh, that's got, that's, this, these are serious questions being asked. About liberty and the extent to which emergency powers uh, can be granted to various, you know, half-talented politicians. And, okay, so this is a, a crisis where uh, a few hundred thousand people are dying. God bless their souls. I'm not making light of it. But I could easily imagine, you know, a different disease or cataclysm or a giant hurricane or something where uh, tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand people die. Do they get to uh, exercise complete emergency powers? Then, well, doing things might cause more deaths. So once again, you can't do anything until we tell you you can. But in the parlance of the kids,
1: F
5: that. Do you think, like, I wear a mask, and um, uh, uh, I heard, uh, was it South Dakota? I think South Dakota, they had a vote. Yeah, it was Rapid City, South Dakota. They had a vote, and it came down to one guy's vote on whether or not they kept their mask mandate in place. And he made a powerful speech about saving lives. And yes, we're going to have a mask mandate. And I would have rather the guy said, I believe in masks. You should all wear a mask. It's a very good idea. In fact, I think it's dumb not to wear a mask, but I don't think the government should tell you you should have to. So I'm voting against it. Um, I would have been fine with that. But my point being, I wear a mask. Even if you didn't make me wear a mask, I would still wear a mask walking into the convenience store with the amount of COVID that's around. I do not feel like I did anything dangerous on Saturday night by going to a restaurant with outdoor dining. I do not feel like I put myself or my son in any danger. I just no. don't think we never got within close to six feet of a human being, other than the server briefly,
4: and we were all masked. And generally, the server has you know big old mask on and sounds something like this: "Would you like an appetizer? Can I get some <laughs> drinks?" <in here?" laughs> so,
5: me? but so not only is there no science to show it. It just doesn't make any sense. There, there's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem logical to me that I've done anything dangerous.
4: Yes, as an, a near lawyer, if I were going to make your case, I'd say here is this gentleman with an immune compromised son who is highly concerned about the COVID not getting into his family, and he feels perfectly safe dining. As do I, Your Honor. As do you. I saw you out the other night with the lovely Mrs. Judge. Let's be serious here and not, <laughs> n- not seriously impinge on people's liberty based on the whims of such half wits as Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer or JD Pritzker or wh- whoever else. Yeah. I was just pretty surprised that an actual judge stood up and said, no, you've got no evidence for this. And then got <laughs> squashed by a state. You know, the, the soups uh, yesterday on the voting thing, uh, 40 minutes after getting all the paperwork in, they said, uh, yeah, no, unanimously. Uh, to the Pennsylvania uh, voting challenge. So that's over.
5: And and it's worth pointing out that including Amy Coney Barrett, that all the blowhards on cable says is only being appointed by Trump because she'll do his bidding and make him the next president.
4: She'll overturn the election. Women will be in back alleys, gays in a closet. Trump will serve eight terms. She also said "Eh, no. Right, right. So anyway, the Soups obviously have a little time on their hands. They dealt with that, and they dealt with it rather quickly. Guys, gals. Let's get some cases in front of them about these shutdowns. We need to figure this out. And I'm hoping uh, it's like after 9-11, we assumed that there would be planes knocking out buildings or whatever, you know, once a month. Everybody was afraid it's on. And, you know, I have a feeling that is irrational that, yep, we can expect a pandemic every couple of years now, just a horrifying pandemic, which is probably not true. But having said that, Come on, folks, this is I mean, with all due respect to the the awfulness of the Japanese internment camps and how a lot of that was terribly, terribly administered. um, This is a, a historic crisis on that level. I mean, this is a restriction of liberty never before seen in America. Why? Where are the higher courts in this stuff? Have you not noticed? Have you not heard about it? Come on. And the reason I was sitting in my car earlier
5: listening to Tucker Carlson, um, not paying attention to the clock, was uh, the question arises, at least from Tucker Carlson, was Eric Swalwell sexing up the Chinese agent? Hot, hot Chinese spy love. Yes. At the very time, perhaps, that he was going around saying Donald
4: Trump was an agent of Russia. Well, well and Swalwell is famously <laughs> soft on China. Right. Is he compromised? Did he get hot, hot Chinese spy love?
5: Isn't it reasonable to assume that she tried since she did sex up some uh, various other politicians around the country? Yeah. So, I think... she, so you'd have to believe that she made a run at him sexually.
4: He said no, but kept her around. Maybe, although, you know, a skilled Chinese spy like that tries to figure out how best to get in. And if she uh, does the flirting and gets nowhere, she'll turn off, turn that off because she knows if she goes too far, mm-hmm. he'll freak. So very skilled. Uh, speaking of which, I can only assume the Chinese government, which is willing to put millions of people in concentration camps, I'm sure they're willing to train up their red sparrows to be really good at their jobs.
5: I don't see why you would choose somebody for that job that's not good at it.
4: Well, right. So I'm thinking, you know. I'm thinking Swalwell just got his world, uh, you know, turned upside down by this gal. I mean, just gymnastics. You shouldn't say that. I mean. We don't
5: know that. It's a
4: working theory.
5: It's a working theory. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's my opinion. Um, Man. (laughs) Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael?
2: I'm doing good. You know, throughout this whole pandemic, I've tried
5: to just live. My life is normal as possible. I haven't given my life over to the virus. You know, I've made, mm-hmm. you know, I've worn the mask and stuff, but other
4: than that, I don't, I try not to think about it. You're a brave man. But we have
5: audio today of a mother who uh, gave her kid a coronavirus themed
2: birthday cake. <laughs> and it's just, what the heck is wrong with you? I mean, oh my uh, God.
5: Yeah. That's when you talk about giving your life over to coronavirus, you know, just they, they're obsessed with it, you know? Yeah, that's that. Oh, that sounds awful yeah all right right. Well, we'll listen to that. i know people who've barely left their homes since the whole thing started yeah yeah and believe that's what the rest of us are doing too yeah. uh there's positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean
3: doing well uh i just thought it was kind of a weird uh thing yesterday that uh yesterday was the day that i got my first stimulus check from the government what the, the, yeah yeah uh opened up my mail bang there it was hey how's it going did you apply for one
5: um, you just qualify for one and it showed up in December? Yeah. Didn't that yeah. happen
4: six months ago? That's right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: and I mean, I, there were all unfortunately,
4: been, unfortunately, you're now just a skeleton with rats running
5: around your ribcage. You should have been a prisoner. They got theirs <laughs> a long time ago.
3: Yeah, they, So, I. Part of the reason why I didn't seek it out is because I I, I was one of the fortunate who I, I didn't really lose much. You know, I, I was able to come to work. I was still getting paychecks and stuff, so it wasn't really a necessity for me. Um, so I didn't seek it out. But, yeah, it was just kind of a funny thing, just going through my junk, junk. Oh, this looks like it might be something. And then uh, and then bingo, bango. Huh? Is, little... is this the one with Trump's signature on it? it? The very same. That's very exciting. Wow. And it showed up in mid-December. Yeah, how you doing? That's, I'm mystified by this. And so am I. I hope you are still alive. Here's the stimulus <laughs> okay. check that was made to get you through the summer. Here's some money for your bones. <laughs> to get you through the summer.
5: It is now winter. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. This was to help you with your
3: Memorial Day hot dog purchase. That's here in time for Christmas. Anyways, I'm pricing jetpacks today.
5: <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm Jack, pennies from heaven, man. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, December ninth of the year 2020. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
4: All right, let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At Mark,
1: you know, mm-hmm. but small businesses, we are destitute. You mean we're looking at something worse than the Great Depression, and most of us were basically on our our last breath, and they shut us down again.
4: Listen, simpletons in the highest levels of government. Your default is everything's open. Let's start there. Now, figure out how to keep people safe. Well, by shutting things down. No, 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 no. I don't think you heard me. Your default is they must stay open. Now get a little creative. Get a little aggressive. Figure out how to keep people safe, or let the businesses figure that out. Well, we could shut them down. Slap! I mean, what does it take to reach these idiots? Well, there's more slappings in your world.
3: Oh, there aren't enough in yours. (laughs) I think it's more parliamentary. Similar to the the British system.
5: Not physical...
3: Yeah, oh, you, no. No, I mean actual slaps. Actual
4: slaps. Slap o- them, silly. open hand and slaps. That's what I'm saying. Make or their the, face red. Or cetera. the traditional glove. Whack, this means wool. Wow. How's mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. Outstanding. The people have their eyes and ears wide open. <laughs> we'll get caught up on, on everything
5: that's going on. Coming up, our text line, 415-295-KFTC.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty
5: Show. Unit temporarily out of service. That's what the coffee machine said to me this morning. Oh, I've said boy. it. So so twice in the last two months, I think, I've not brought my coffee from home. and oh, went boy. to the coffee machine, and both times that's happened. So I have to assume, statistically, that is what happens most days. It's
4: cause and effect, it's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Nor again with that, it's logic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mailbag. Wee! You can email us, mailbag at giddy.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about or, uh, yeah, you have an opinion. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, once again, from Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius, continuing that fascinating series. Never let the future disturb you. You will meet it, if you have to, with the same weapons of reason which today arm you against the present. Hmm. That is... A, well, hmm. When whatever comes, I will be me... I'm dealing with today fine. I will deal with tomorrow fine. That makes sense. You know, I I tend to be a worrier and an over planner, and so yeah, that sort of thing's helpful to me. Line from a great song, County Crow song. What you fear in the night and the day comes to call anyway. And uh, you combine that with the old, if you worry, you suffer twice. And yeah, that is absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, you know what? You know what really drove that home to me. Was that My teeth got messed up. I cracked a couple of teeth somehow. I, I, I chew rocks to relax. Um, <laughs> and, and I had to have a handful of oral surgeries. Mm. And, uh, and I finally realized, you know, it's boring. It's uncomfortable. It's, you know, a little painful to recover. But don't worry about it. Just show up and it'll be fine. Anyway, bitter, bitter experience. A uh, nice note from Jack here. Uh, I'm sorry, Zach. Indeed, Zach who sent along a video of, and of course he did, Trump, Putin, and Kim Jong-un playing three-on-three basketball against Chris Farley, Danny DeVito, and Cyborg Osama bin Laden. Well, the team with the Cyborg has got to be the favorite in that, right? Uh, I will tell you this, Sean. Cyborg Osama drains threes like nothing. I mean, he's really red hot from downtown. There's also some really cool uh, music behind it. It's an okay deep fake, but it shows you where the technology's going. Osama Um, bin Laden's not
5: on a basketball team? (laughs) Are you sure
4: it's a deep fake? (laughs) He's like a cyborg half Osama bin Laden, half robot. Uh, That's at armstrongandgetty.com. If you're in the mood for, you know, deep. Danny, DeVito, Chris Farley, and Cyborg Osama bin Laden taking on Trump,
3: Putin, and Kim Jong-un. So there, there's two kind of metrics to keep an eye on on the deepfake thing. One, how good is the best possible version of it? And how good is the version accessible via a free app download on someone's phone? Hmm. Those are, yeah, those are two different scalers hmm. of deepfakes.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Boy, we're, we're almost out of time. We'll have to do some uh, bonus mailbag in a couple of minutes. What do I have that's short? Uh, ah, yes. Kay I I got an idea. Uh, We, your listeners, would appreciate the correct COVID death numbers. Almost 300,000 is not correct, like you said. Check the CDC. So I checked the CDC. It appears to be uh, around (laughs) 285,000. And within Mm -hmm. a few days, it'll be 300,000. So, uh, dear, perhaps uh, calm the hell down. A
5: couple of giant pieces of legislation
2: working their way through or not. Armstrong and Getty. That is a total game changer. A new president and a vaccine. So th- there's nothing to, co- th- these are different, what, what was then before was not more of this. This is, has simplicity. It's what we've had in our bills. It's for a shorter period of time. But that's okay now, because we have a new president.
4: Yeah. So the part that wasn't completely incoherent, she appeared to be saying, yes, House Democrats are willing to pass COVID relief now that the election's over, which is obvious. And we told you was happening.
5: Yeah, such is politics, unfortunately. I mean, it's it stinks. But I remember uh, being amazed when I was reading about the Great Depression that uh, Congress uh, Democrats passed on the opportunity for relief when the Great Depression had hit. Uh, waiting until FDR was in office because they didn't want anything that would help Hoover. That that's Beautiful. The history of Democratic politics, unfortunately, worst system of government. It
4: really is, <laughs> except for all the rest. Yeah. Uh, speaking of COVID relief, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on in the Capitol. And there was a bipartisan group of lawmakers that came together last week, and they they proposed about 180 billion dollars in new federal unemployment benefits. Um, and, and, uh, supplement to uh, that would be 300 bucks extra for per week. And, uh, li- some bailout 120 billion, I think it was, I can't remember for state and local governments, which is horse crap, but immunity for small businesses. So that if they open back up again and somebody got the vid working there, they wouldn't be brought to their knees by the trial lawyers. Uh, that appeared to be, I don't know, at least a promising little set of ideas, but well, Steve Mnuchin in the white house just proposed something completely different, um, no extra unemployment. Uh, another stimulus check worth, according to the Washington Post, six hundred dollars per person and six hundred dollars per child, or in other words, six hundred dollars per person. Uh, and uh, the Democrats are saying <laughs> the Democrats are saying that's a non-starter. So the Republicans refuse to bail out the lefty state governments that spend money like idiots. The Democrats are being yanked uh, by the chain around their neck by the trial lawyers. And nothing appears to be happening.
5: So, Sean, you got a check. And um, I don't want to get into your personal finances, but I think it's public knowledge how much the checks are, aren't they? Were no. they uni- uniform?
3: Yeah, yeah. The The original round of stimulus checks, they were all 1,200 bucks. Gotcha, or at least that's the one I got. It may have scaled based on household and and things like I don't I know. I think how it's the same
5: everywhere. Which is it was just crazy because you oh, live a yeah, Happy one of,
3: Memorial Day, Sean. That's when those checks were going out
5: because <laughs> twelve hundred dollars where you live is a lot different than twelve hundred dollars where my brother lives. But they, yeah. they
4: they give the same amount everywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, whether you live in Manhattan or or some remote fishing village in Alaska where you can buy a house for fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> you got twelve hundred dollars. Speaking of Great. which, we're
5: going on the air in Alaska. Mm, excuse me. Got a bit of a Bernie Sanders l- thing and go, got a little seal blubber in your throat <laughs> there or something. I don't know. We're going on the air in Alaska again. I think uh, we've been on or on a different station. But anyway, happy I once to- lived in Alaska. Yeah, I know. That's what I told them. I said, you got to let the management know. <laughs> a member of the show that used to live in Alaska. Oh, for he still now,
3: speaks Alaska. with a heavy Alaskan accent. Where's the big boots? <laughs> uh, it's In the closet. Never gets cold enough to actually use them down here. I'll wear them occasionally.
5: So uh, so a big, giant defense bill is making its way through Congress and passed yesterday with a veto-proof majority. In other words, uh, at least uh, for the House numbers, if uh, Trump wanted to veto it. And what, it takes two-thirds to override a veto? Is that what I remember from fifth grade?
4: That is grade? correct, sir. Both houses.
5: Um, so, so the Wall Street Journal is calling it a kamikaze run by the president. I don't know if he's uh, doing something unwise or it's a um, three-dimensional chess thing. All chess is three dimensional because one thing he does know something about more than most of us is negotiating. Um, and it's quite possible that he's that he's made a big fuss over something that he doesn't really need. And then when the whole, when all the other stuff goes through, he say, all right, I'll back down. And he got the stuff you wanted. I don't know if that's happening or not. But he's been trying to attach the whole social media company section 230 thing to the defense bill. Right. And saying, hey, you got to jam it in there that we repeal that Section 230 so that Facebook and Twitter and all these people can't say bad things about conservatives and, or a squash real news or whatever. Censor conservative right. voices, right? Any of those things. And he's wanting to attach that to the defense bill. I, in general, am not a fan of uh, omnibus bills, as they call them anyway, where you jam in things that, you know, aren't, aren't the original meaning. But the feeling is that well we got this bill that's going to save children from starving and we're going to jam in a bridge so nobody's going to vote against this because we got to right. stop children from starving but right. they're going to get their bridge. I hate I hate adding in stuff that's extraneous. I, I don't but but getting back to democracy being or our system being the worst system that is out there except for all the others. So I'll just read a little from the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Trump's defense bill kamikaze run. President Trump deserves credit for rebuilding America's armed forces. So it's a pity his parting shot is a veto spectacle over a defense policy bill. Mr. Trump will not extract what he wants, but he might mar- harm some of his own priorities. This is the part I found interesting. Congress this week is voting on the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act. And this is a giant chunk of money, mm-hmm. which sets policy outlines for the military and national security. This year's iteration includes several good provisions toughening U.S.-China policy. Yes. yes. One establishes a Pacific deterrence initiative that authorizes $2.2 billion for, among other things, putting more military assets in China's backyard and conducting exercises with allies in their backyard. love that.
4: Yeah, I was uh, I read a fair amount about that last week. They're saying it would be a really good tool for old Uncle Joe to to move in and continue to be tough on China. The infrastructure is already being built
5: and a ton of money for rehabbing the nuclear deterrent, which is uh, important with China also. Um, And Trump has said he's going to veto it if it doesn't include repeal of Section 230, which deals with Facebook and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. And the Wall Street Journal thinks it's a bad idea. He's getting what he wants. I'm wondering if it's not kind of the negotiation that there might have been a fight on that stuff. If he wasn't talking about vetoing it over this, I wonder. Or okay, might, so, he might even be working with uh, congressional leaders on both sides. And they said we'd had people howling uh, if we make it all about the Section 230 and you back down.
4: Nobody will pay attention to the other stuff. Could be. Okay. I have no idea. I I got to admit I did not see that coming. I mean, if if that's what's going on there, that's that's clever. Uh, I just think Trump is pissed at social media and wants to kick him in the chops on his way out. But you could be right. That's an intriguing theory. Will he veto it? Make him actually vote? Oh, boy. Maybe. And then some of your more wishy-washy Republicans who are afraid of uh, offending Trump right. voters uh, they- might not vote. Like Kevin McCarthy sure. said, I'm I'm not in favor of this 230 stuff, but I won't vote to overturn the veto. So what does that mean, Kevin? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, some of the guidelines for who gets the vid vaccine have just been published, and they will make your head explode. So if you'd like your skull oh, to I can't, detonate, can't wait to hear this. stay with us. Quick note, though, from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. They delivered award-winning 24-7 protection, whether it's from a break-in. They're decriminalizing crime in a lot of places, and property crime is skyrocketing. You got your fires, your floods, your medical emergency, no matter what it is, 24-7 protection.
5: Yep, they've got your back at Simply Safe, uh, day and night, ready to send police fire or EMTs when you need the most straight to your door. And you can set this thing up yourself in about thirty minutes. It's super easy. Simply Safe is great, easy to use, cause a lot of systems are super complicated. And you're not locked into a multi-year deal if you
4: decide this isn't what you want. It's an arsenal of cameras and sensors with great HD images. You'll know who's on your front porch or who was on your front porch. Just go to simplysafe.com/armstrong. You get a free home security camera. Simplysafe.com/armstrong. It's a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Just go to simplysafe.com/armstrong and get that free security camera.
5: I'm not happy that other countries are getting the vaccine before the United States, of America.
4: Not happy about that. Amen to that. The
5: Brits. And the Chinese, and according to the UAE, which is a real country, and our friend, they did uh, uh, tests on the Chinese COVID vaccine and said it's eighty-six percent effective. It's not as good as ours, but that's pretty damn effective. Yeah, and they've been jabbing
4: people for a while. Yeah, well, we're famously cautious and extremely safe with too the drugs cautious, we approve. Putting safe. aside OxyContin. Too is too safe. It's why our
5: cheese and salami doesn't have any flavor compared to other countries. Um, and, I know this is one of your favorite screeds, and, and it's true. And Great Britain really missed out on a great PR opportunity yesterday, I think, when they started giving people the vaccine weeks ahead of us. We played the clip of the 90-year-old woman that got it. Okay, that was kind of cool, 90-year-old woman and everything like that. But number two in line was a guy named William Shakespeare. You got to make him number one in line, the first person who gets the vaccine in the Western world is a guy named Bill Shakespeare in England.
4: <laughs> you gotta have him like recite a sonnet as he's getting jabbed, don't you? You gotta have him or wear the weird
5: clothes with the neck thing.
4: All the world's a doctor's <laughs> office and we are merely patients <laughs> or something How I do you know. not
5: have William Shakespeare get the first injection? Put on it could
4: make a
3: difference to our lives from now on, couldn't it?
5: Is that him? (laughs) That's Shakespeare. That was Bill Shakespeare getting the second person to get the shot.
3: He's a better writer than than reader. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah.
4: So, uh, alert listener Mark sent this along. Uh, Some of the uh, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices at the National Academies of Science have put out who ought to get the vaccines, and Mark says this will make your head explode. Uh, The start of the vaccine line, healthcare workers and nursing homes, and they have helpful little... uh, uh, illustrations here. Next up in line, essential workers, first responders, adults with COVID-19 health risks and other elderly. And then next up, the homeless and incarcerated. What? So prisoners are in line in front of you. And then young adults, children, lower risk essential workers, and finally everyone else. So junkies and prisoners are going to get it before you. Yeah.
5: Well, I haven't heard anybody, especially uh, out of the Biden say they never side they never mention the vaccine being distributed without saying fair and equitable
4: in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's it's I don't even know why they're doing this. I guess everything's spin, but Biden's like, "We need a plan, a plan to get the vaccines from the government into the administration sites." And they held a big press conference at the White House yesterday which was really really interesting. That plan is 100% done. I mean it's there. It's ready. They're going to say it's like me announcing, "We need a plan, honey, for getting our electric bill to the electric company." A series of, I don't know, boxes and trucks and delivery people. <laughs> and then I take credit for it when I walk down to the post office box. It's ridiculous.
5: So, coming up, do you use FireEye to help with your cybersecurity on your own personal computer or at your workplace? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Bad news there. Some more Corona stuff, as uh, I even heard from my own brother, who is uh, his part of the world was kind of laughing at our reactions on the coasts. Uh, to the coronavirus, and they're just getting uh, swamped with it, and their hospitals are overflowing, and they're sending people to other counties and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. It's, it's something.
4: Speaking of the coasts, there is a Chaz right now in Portland, but nobody's talking. I want to hear that, too. Doesn't fit the narrative. Boy, you've really got my attention. G- good. All of this on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
1: show.
2: What do you want for Christmas? Um, can
1: you a I don't
4: know. You have what? No, I, no, no guns. guns. No, nope, not even a nerve gun. No,
5: if, you, you, if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. But well, what else would you like? There's lots of other toys. There's Legos, there's bicycles, oh gosh, there's cars good. and trucks. What do you think? What do you think?
4: It's okay if your okay. dead.
5: Oh, oh. No, man.
4: You're a jack wagon, Santa. That's what I think.
5: The little kid actually starts crying. I don't know how well you can hear that if you're listening on AM radio. That's a cute little kid sitting on Santa's lap, which if you've ever been a kid or had a kid doing that, they're just. They're nervous and wide-eyed. I mean, they've got the full magic of Santa and Christmas in, in, in their mind and their hearts. Sitting on Santa's lap and ask for a Nerf
4: gun, because that's what the kid really wants, and Santa gives a little lecture about how you can't No it. guns. No guns. Not even a Nerf gun. If your daddy wants to get you one, he can, but I can't bring you one.
5: There are other toys, Legos, bikes. How about that? Not something designed to scale. What are you, a budding school shooter? Wuss claws. God dang it. Well, anyway, Lefty claws. That's so maddening to me. I would have been almost uncontrollable if you had done that to my kid.
4: I'm surprised the guy even shows up in the Santa suit. I refuse to wear fur, even faux fur. I will not wear this fascist red and white suit of white supremacy. I think we need to refer to the elves as little people. <laughs> Santa is a colonizer of the North Pole.
5: I do not like the gendered pronoun of Mrs. Claus. <laughs> um let's uh, let's get the follow-up today. This is the parents, I guess.
4: Yes. Uh, It turns out Hasbro and others have stepped up and he's getting his Nerf gun. Listen.
0: What did you call the first answer? Bad Santa. Bad Santa. I I know that for some parents they don't allow Nerf guns in their homes or you know it's a personal choice and that's fine we respect that but you know it's it's a mainstream toy so I was really taken aback and not prepared at all for that kind of reaction. It's you know it's not his job to tell my son no. It's my job to tell my son no.
2: You know it's just a toy and you know honestly it teaches you know we always go over proper handling anyway. He doesn't point it
4: if anybody oh, finger geez. off the trigger. Fortunately, what? you know this bad thing is end up turning into a really good thing for Michael. Yeah, don't don't
5: go. feel like you need to do disclaimers for the world on getting a Nerf gun. You go to Target, there are two entire aisles of Nerf guns. America <laughs> seems to be fine with it. That's our militarism on display. There are a lot of Nerf guns out there.
3: They released a, lo- a new Mandalorian rifle Nerf gun, and oh, I was close to buying it yesterday. My kids
5: don't know that. Wow! If they find out about it, that is going to be a must-have
4: oh, Mandalorian. Boy.
5: We have so many Nerf guns. It's wow. funny. Nerf I got guns to... are awesome. Oh, they are awesome. You child, they're getting. <laughs> but so there's a, there's an arms race, literally, with Nerf guns, um, and different manufacturers. And you know, we all call them Nerf guns, but there is the company Nerf that makes them, and then there are other companies that make a similar thing. And, uh, you
3: know,
5: <laughs> who's can shoot the furthest and the hardest, you know, has become a competition. And they were scary to start with. I mean, we wear eye protection whenever we do the Nerf gun stuff because that thing will shoot clear down the hallway, clear across the house. And I mean, it'll leave a leave a mark. I oh, mean, they, man, they shoot
4: hard. Wait a minute. That's just a gun. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, you can take down a bull elk with one. It's just it's amazing. Oh, boy. Um, Hold still, son. This but, is hilarious.
5: But then, so over the last several years, other companies put out one. Oh, our shirt's 500 feet. Oh, yeah, 500 feet. Ours shoots a half a mile. Um, uh, so we always wear eye protection and that sort of thing. But they, they definitely shoot hard.
3: But they're everywhere. Nerf mortar rounds.
5: If the town I live in has two aisles of Nerf guns in the target, it, right. the idea that a Santa is going to make a little kid cry over about it is ridiculous.
3: You got to sue that Santa. Bring him to his knees financially, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck with the net worth of a mall Santa. <laughs> Maybe he does it out of love. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, He's secretly a tech magnate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly
5: by the way I say this every year if you've never read David sedaris's piece about being uh, an elf at Macy's oh yes. you have missed out some of the great comedy in the history of comedy oh yeah I, he's hilarious
4: oh you know what I promised to talk about this oh were you gonna jump into something uh yeah pay stuff if to you,
5: you I don't I don't have any uh, uh security software on any of my computers I probably should but I don't uh, FireEye, which is a top cybersecurity firm that a lot of companies hire and a lot of people use their software, uh, they announced yesterday that they were hacked almost certainly by Russians and Russia made off with all their tools Uh-oh. that they use to protect computers.
4: They're a cybersecurity company and they got hacked? Yes. That's the, not good.
5: And the tools they use, and you know, I don't know that they have the very best stuff out there, but they have a lot of the you know typical stuff, I'm sure. To protect your computer, and now Russia has it, and every you know the back door, the front door, and the side door on how the whole thing works.
4: Isn't that like a home alarm store getting burgled? I mean, it is. That, that shouldn't happen.
5: It's like a fire extinguisher warehouse catching on fire.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ironic is what you're hinting at. <laughs> I see. It shouldn't happen. So this should happen. There should be coverage of this. There's a there's a chaz. Call it a raz in uh, occupied Portland. Uh, Andy, no, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, uh, tweeting. And then it was taken down by Twitter or somebody. I don't know. Some Antifa are calling their Portland street occupation the Red House Autonomous Zone or R- has the Red House is the name given to a property illegally o- uh, occupied by squatters and far left extremists. They're not allowing the owners access to their own property.
5: There's a red house over yonder. That's where my baby goes. Is that an old blues song? Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Come on, man. Okay. Um, oh, Red House. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, how big is this? Do we have any idea how how many people or how many blocks or whatever? Uh,
4: it appears to be, uh, you know, several houses worth of property, but it's not clear. There's too much smoke. Gotcha. A lot more on a lot
2: of things. Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: We are actuaries in a world filled with unpredictability.